This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Orioles are going to be sold by John Angelos to a group led by David Rubenstein. They released statements uh, earlier in the week. And let's go out to the WGK Law guest hotline, talk to a man that knows all about the selling of sports franchises. Mark Gannis, the president of Sports Corp. And Mark, thank you so much for joining us. So I would assume Jason's been telling me a lot about what you do and you've been involved in, with owners and prospective owners. So I would assume you, you know at least um, some or most of the particular people involved in this deal i do know some of the people involved uh uh including on the sell side uh peter was peter is but i haven't seen him in a few years a friend for for quite a few years tom going back to tom clancy's day if you remember mm-hmm. uh, back then and this is uh i think this is really a, a seminal event for sports in baltimore uh, david rubenstein's been looking at the orioles I don't know, four years, five years or so was maybe the first time uh, I heard his name uh, interested in the Orioles. He's from Baltimore. He, you know, has that, um, you know, I think he's a, a, a member emeritus of the Johns Hopkins Board of Trustees. Uh, this is a guy who, with strong, strong Baltimore roots. Uh, so like, this is going to be, a, I think, a really great uh, change for Orioles fans. Mark, I know some people in the sports media we've talked to and in that landscape, maybe there was a little sticker shock about the total for this. You know, some thought it might be higher. Obviously, the whole mass and ball of wax, like, is that an asset or is that an albatross to some degree right now? And, and figuring out, you know, what that means in the current landscape of regional sport networks versus what they were thought of, you know, when this deal was originally done with Peter and, and MLB and the Nats, just sort of your thoughts on the on the price tag. Anything strike you good, bad, and different about this whole coming together? Well, the the first thing that strikes me as very good is the the fact that the Orioles signed the lease extension and the state is committed six hundred million dollars uh, before this deal was finalized. That means this team is staying put. That means there's plenty of money for David Rubenstein public money to put into the stadium and the surrounding areas so that there can be an upgrade for the next generation of Oriole fans. All that being done and done before the change of ownership, huge positive. The state stepping up, huge positive. Now, uh, now, you know, as far as Masson and the price is concerned, listen, if the price is, let's say the price is, is, is arguably low, that doesn't hurt anyone other than the Angelos family and the other limited partners of the Orioles. Yeah. Versus if the price was too high, that could restrict what the new ownership group might be able to do 
uh, going forward because they, they have a, a lot of money they have to pay back. So if the price is considered low, and I'm not saying it is, but if the price is considered low, that's good for the future of the Orioles. But in terms of the other owners, and Jason brought up a good point uh, the other day, talking about the learners, and they're going to be selling the Nats soon. And if they see that number as being too low, could they be opposed to this going through? Could they get other owners uh, to oppose this? Listen, it would be uh, the height of irresponsibility to oppose it and try and get others to oppose it because of a selfish motivation if you're out there trying to sell your team and want more money. If they feel that the Nationals are worth more money, let them demonstrate that to a prospective buyer that's qualified and wants to buy it. It's not, it's not a, well, if the Orioles are this price and the Nationals are the same price. Washington has got a newer stadium. It's in a better location. Uh, they've got, uh, 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 they have uh, the equal amount of money coming from Masson. Uh, that the Orioles do, I, I could make an argument that this actually is beneficial uh, to, to the Nationals because it sets a low price point, meaning the price for the Nationals should be meaningfully higher mm-hmm. than the price for the Orioles. So I could, I could argue that, that this is actually very helpful in setting a reasonable market rate price for the Nationals as well. As far as the other owners in baseball are concerned, listen, it was, what, three years ago that the Mets sold for a little under $2.5 billion? Are we really going to say that, uh, that, that, that Baltimore, you know, uh, say 20 25% lower is not appropriate? Right. I think it, I think it very much is. Uh, in line with what it should have been sold for. We're talking to Mark Gannis, president of Sports Corporate Inside Access here on The Fan. Mark, you said something earlier about how you had heard David Rubenstein, and I, I don't know if this was your word, but I'll use it, sort of sniffing around the Orioles four or five years ago. I guess it's fair to say you were aware of things as far as teams perspectively being sold or being sold well before the public is because the first time we heard Rubenstein connected to the Orioles was a couple months ago. Yeah, no, they've been... He, he has been around it and, and talking to the Angelos family for years, for years now. Uh, and then, you know, he was part of, or at least people believed, and maybe for a while he was part of uh, uh, Ted Leonsis' efforts mm-hmm. in, uh, for the Nationals. And when that, I won't say fell apart, but, but certainly got stuck in the mud, um, he uh, came back to the Orioles. And, and timing and family issues uh, and getting the deal done with the state all came together. Uh, and, uh, and I think this is a, it, it was the right time. It was, it's better that this deal be done now after the extension with, uh, to stay in Baltimore and the government money has all been agreed to. Uh, so it, this, it turned out you hang around the hoop long enough, you may get a layup. And that's what happened here. Well, you certainly know how to hang around the hoop when it's movers and shakers at these league meetings and you know the owners, you know the commissioners, people in the league offices. Uh, Everyone will be in Orlando in the baseball world next week. Mm -hmm. How quickly do you think something like this can move through to the point where it's officially official from a league standpoint, not just in terms of the existing agreement between the prospective owners and the current owners? This will go pretty quickly because David Rubenstein is a known, known commodity. Uh, you know, he's a Carlisle group is, uh, has been significant for years. Uh, a lot of the wealthier people in, in the world know him. Uh, you know, he, uh, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's known for reasons beyond just the Carlisle group, but he's 
like the the super interviewer of the ultra rich and and, mm-hmm. uh, and successful in the business world. So a lot of people know him. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's quite wealthy. He's put together a good group. The the guy from Aries is is you know very uh, you know uh, financially stable and sound as well. Argetti. Uh, there, there are some other people. Yep, Argetti. There are some other people who are very uh, uh, very strong. And then you've got the Cal Ripken connection. And guys, that is such a positive in this thing. Yeah, it's great to have the former mayor in. It's all that's wonderful. But Cal Ripken coming back and being a part of the Orioles is fits so perfectly with the, with the storylines baseball likes for their traditions and their superstars that, that have been a part of, uh, of baseball for years. So I expect this will go more quickly than uh, other deals that we've seen with virtually no, no, no hiccups, no hangups, uh, no speed bumps. Uh, David Rubenstein is a professional. Uh, the people involved in the sale and the acquisition uh, I know uh, one side of the of the of the of the advisors as professional as they get. I expect this thing will go through in a relatively short amount of time. And as we know, um, uh, Rubenstein's going to be the control owner. Even though this will be a uh, a staggered acquisition, as soon as the first closing takes place, uh, he'll he will be the control owner of the team. And now to the massing of it all. Um, you have any like hunch, your years of expertise, how this riddle may be solved, whether it just becomes an app and you watch the games on it and that's it, whether there's actual studio programming, whether they just sell the rights to Monumental, because obviously Ted Leonsis is looking for things to show besides mm-hmm. his floundering hockey and basketball teams. So there are actually two questions in here. First is, is baseball going to want a permanent resolution to the Masson situation between the Orioles and the Nationals and Masson as part of the approval process? Mm -hmm. I expect they will. Mm -hmm. I expect that they will try and wrap that up all together. If there's anything that would delay the approval, it would be the negotiation on the long-term view, uh, on the long-term future of Masson. So, I would expect that's going to be one of baseball's issues. They're going to say, you guys are great. We want you in. Let's, let's wrap up all the mass and controversy. And what that means, I can't sit here and tell you. Sure. Because baseball is, is in the middle of the whole diamond sports issue. And they've taken over the broadcasting of, what, five, four, five teams yeah. in baseball at this point? So, and, and it looks like diamond is going to live for at least another year, maybe two, uh, through the bankruptcy court. So there are, there are, uh, you know, baseball is dealing with this whole broadcasting issue separate and apart from Masson. Now, your next question is, what is Masson or any local RSN going to look like going forward? And it's going to, it's going to be bifurcated. It's going to look like both uh, traditional uh, cable satellite uh, operations and it's going to be streaming. You got to have both. But then the question comes in, how much the streaming cost mm-hmm. and do the people who have the cable, they get streaming for free, as an add on. Sure. What about, is it going to be monthly? Is it going to be by game? Is it you know, for streaming? Right. Is streaming going to add more. Is there going to be a bigger gambling component? You can watch different camera angles. You can have statistics on the screen at the same time. You can watch individual players rather than just what the director wants <laughs> you to see. 
that's where I think streaming is going to start having value add as the technology makes those things easier to to achieve and to distribute. That's where the value add comes with streaming. So you may wind up seeing, Jason, you may wind up seeing both parties that pay for the basic games and parties that may have cable or satellite mm-hmm. paying an add-on charge for the added um, services that you can get through streaming as well. So it can be your choice. And if you pay for streaming, you can either get just the games right. or you can get the games plus the others. As far as studio shows are concerned, shoulder programming is among the least expensive, highest uh, uh, profit margin for any of these operations. The, the, the games themselves cost so much, but the, but the pro, shoulder programming costs so little to produce, but you can still sell advertising and sponsorships for them. So I expect we'll see the shoulder programming, the pre-games, the studio shows continue. I also expect gambling is going to be integrated even more for those people that want it. Mark Gannis, the president of Sports Corp. Thank this you, brother. Interesting, man. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> oh, anytime. Jason is the best. I hope you guys appreciate him. He's a oh, treasure. You're, you're too nice. Have treasure, fun in Orlando. Thank treasure you. is the word yeah, they, I always They treasure use. me. They, yes. they do something to me, Mark, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey, coming up, coming up next, we'll look at the other side of this Corbin Burns trade. What does it mean losing D.L. Hall and Joey Ortiz? We'll tell you next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Heard the highlights, D.L. Hall getting a big strikeout in the playoffs, and let's face it, we were upset about, it was a short series, but not a lot of guys showed up in that series, but D.L. Hall did, and then Joey Ortiz, four-hit game at Norfolk, these guys are going to Milwaukee in the trade for Corbin Burns. Uh, Jason, I'll start with you, just your thoughts on these two players and what they'll give the Brewers. Well, look, I, I, I wish these guys nothing but the best. I like them both, I've had the chance to talk to them, we've had them on the show, talk to them at minor league games for years. Um, they both have that growth mindset, and they both deserve a chance. They're both worthy of the best opportunities possible, and that's going to come at this stage of their careers in Milwaukee far more than it would here. Um, 
But frankly, how they do in Milwaukee doesn't concern me. It's a trade the Orioles had to make yep. a thousand times out of a thousand because of where they fit in the growing panorama here, which is now win at all costs. Like it's about we haven't had a parade here since 1983. And what you can get from Corbin Burns now in this year that matters more than any other versus what D.L. Hall and, and Ortiz and the compensatory pick number 34 become in the Midwest doesn't really matter. All that it's about is how can you maximize your chance to win a World Series? And Corbin Burns is their opening day starter, and Corbin Burns would start any playoff series, and Corbin Burns would maybe even start a playoff series and start another game and come out of the bullpen in relief in game six or whatever if you need him. Like, that's who he is. Hmm. Joey Ortiz here. Like, I was trying to figure out who the comp would be from last year's team. Like, Taron Vavra appeared in 27 games. Like, he has more versatility than that. But, like, let's be real. If Holiday makes this team, mm-hmm. Holiday's going to play every day until yes. he shows he can't play. And Gunnar Henderson is their best shortstop or their best third baseman. And if they want to at least, I would think, try to see if Jackson Holiday can play on the left side of the the infield. Like, I, I don't think they would start him at second base. Like, if he ends up there, he ends up there. So, like, could Joey Ortiz have been their everyday second baseman? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Is he going to beat out Westberg? Like, if they thought he was better than Westberg, he would have come up before Westberg. Yes, yes. So, six could he appeared in 55 to 60 games between starts and late-inning defensive replacement? I mean, maybe, but then that also means they're getting rid of Jorge Mateo, and mm. frankly— Jorge Mateo has some freak show athletic attributes that might help you steal a ball game in the playoffs in a way that Joey Ortiz can't. And he can play all the positions that Joey Ortiz yes. can play. So I, what are you giving up? I mean, you're giving up the, the the fifth pick of the 2019 draft, your fifth round pick. Like, that's a crapshoot. And the fact that Mike Elias is five of his first six draft picks are all going to have major league careers, perhaps meaningful major league careers, yeah. is nuts. That's crazy trained for baseball, especially a guy's first draft. But yeah. like, we're talking about, I don't know, Joey Ortiz maybe giving them 60 games. As for D.L. Hall here, he was not going to be a starting pitcher here. He knew he wasn't going to be a starting pitcher here. And they knew as an organization, when they called him up last year from the minors, his days of starting were probably over. Now, Mike Elias is a sharp cookie. He never said it out loud. Why would you say it out loud? Because you want to market him to teams like the Brewers as a starting pitcher, as an as a solution to your starting pitching woes. So don't pigeonhole him. But like, how many innings would they have got at a DL Hall this year? Seventy. Mm. Yeah, he's a guy that that's going to be like we're hoping Corbin Burns gives him thirty innings the first full month of the season here. Maybe you get seventy at a DL Hall. Maybe, and then there's the injury risk and what he's already been through. And if you're this organization right now, you didn't draft DL Hall. I mean, you love D.O. Hall. Yeah. You've put your arms around D.O. Hall. You've tried to you've you've tried to develop D.O. Hall, but he was like a, a freak show lefty, right? Who throws really hard for his size. There's a lot of injury risk. You know, he's a high school pitcher, first round. That's always hit or miss. And they inherited him. They didn't draft him. Mm-hmm. So if you're them. You haven't traded a Kobe Mayo. You haven't traded a Heston Kerstad. You haven't traded a Samuel Basayo. I mean, you haven't even, like, you're trading D.L. Hall, but you're probably thinking in the back of your mind, it's a little different. It's not a, a, a 6'1 lefty who throws 100. But, like, Cade Povich from the left side could probably be a pretty nasty late-inning reliever at some point this year if they need him to. They got Cade Povich for nothing. 
Right? I mean, they got Kate Povich for Trey Mancini, yeah. who had no future here when they traded him. Nope. By the way, jo- Joey Ortiz slotted in by pipeline as the fifth best prospect in Milwaukee. D.L. Hall is not is graduated for, for them. It's a trade you make 100 out of 100 times. And you outlined it. Joey Ortiz, I think he is going to be a nice player. And I felt we all felt bad for him last year. He was stuck in Norfolk. And I wanted to see him. I wanted to give him more of a shot up here. Slugging over 500, on-base percentage nearly 400. But it, it just wasn't going to happen here on a consistent basis. Now, as far as D.L. Hall... Look, he was going to make an impact on this year's club. Absolutely. There's no, there's no electric arm at the back end of that bullpen. One of the few guys that were standouts in that Rangers playoff series. But he's a reliever. And you're getting Corbin Burns, a guy that just won a Cy Young a couple of years ago. And then the uh, cop pick... You could get that back, worst case scenario. Yeah, you you, know, you put the qualifying offer on Corbin Burns. He signs elsewhere. Boom. You get the competitive balance pick back. I mean, this is a trade that Mike Elias makes and 100 And they keep, they keep of, finding relievers yeah. everywhere. Yeah, all, yeah. All you failed starters turn in. All the time. Turn into relievers. And again, I mean, D.L. Hall, like, he in his minor league career, he's thrown 350 innings. Like, how do you build him up? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, we're looking at 2022. He throws 13 and two-thirds up here, and then 52 innings in the minors. You know, last year, 49 innings at Norfolk, three here in the regular season, right? Then the playoffs. But, like, what do you, how do you, how do you, like, how's that going to happen for a 100-win team in the toughest division in baseball trying to win a World Series right now? How, where, where is starting innings coming from? How are you building him up? By the way, Corbin Burns just finished a Zoom call with local reporters. So among the things he said, he's very eager to play for the Orioles. Said he was shocked by the trade. He's looking forward to his first experience in the AL East. Says he and his family are looking forward to be a part of the community. We'll hope to hear some of that a little later. But coming up next, by the way, we're taking your calls at the bottom of the hour. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts on this deal on this week for Birdland. But John Mioli covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. We'll get his thoughts on this next here on The Fan. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rips, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. A sale and a major trade that was consummated last night. Corbin Burns is an Oriole. Let's go out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Our friend John Mioli covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. And, John, thank you, as always, for joining us. I'll start with this, your reaction to the trade last night. Well, very surprising, obviously. Um, You know, if if we've had the conversation once uh, on these airwaves, we've had it a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. It's 
it's been really hard to envision for me personally the Orioles being able to swing a trade like this, um, being willing to swing a trade like this, but, you know, for the cost, which was not low, let's not say that, you know, they got a steal. Um, they traded away two, you know, good long-term major league players. They got a really, really good top of the rotation arm for to solidify what they're trying to do in 2024. It's, you know, it, it's value going out and it's a lot of different kind of value coming in. And I think that it, it goes to show that, you know, this year won't be like the last few they're trying to win. Um, they have, you know, the resources and the, and the wherewithal to do it. And they're just going to do it. And, and it was pretty surprising to see that happen last night. John Corbin Burns does so many things so well, won a Cy Young a couple of years ago. But what stands out to you most about Corbin Burns' game? Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of wrote in, in my column about it. Like, what what do you want out of a pitcher? Do you like, you know, we're talking like double-digit strikeouts for 9, 13, 12 in some of the last couple of years, you know. Posts up is always available. He doesn't let guys get on base. Uh, he limits damage when they do. It's It's really impressive, and I think that, I think, you know, we're going to find out as he's pitching for the Orioles, you know, all the things that he can do that they really value. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of similarities between the pitching profile they they seek and, and what, what he's going to bring. But if I had to pick one thing, I mean, this is a team that for all the talent on their, in their rotation and even in their bullpen, you know, there's not a lot of big-time strikeout guys. And he's somebody who you could show up at, at Camden Yards, you know, on any night he's supposed to start and – you're liable to see him strike out double-digit hitters. And I can't remember in my, you know, nearly decade around this team, them having many, if any, guys who, who could say that. So now that this has finally happened, right? And we, we knew, like, we knew in our minds it would, but then it's also one of those things, like, until it happens, like, you know, you don't really know what Elias' style is totally going to be or, or, or how much um, – He'd, he'd have to give up or be willing to give up. Like, now that this has happened, does it sort of just expand your mind into, like, what and, – and, and coupled with the ownership thing, like, how much does it change your vision of what Orioles' roster machinations could look like? I think it does a couple things on that front. You know, I, I, it's funny, you know, they've spent, you know, five years not doing anything like this, and, <laughs> you know, they make a trade like this, and the first question is, like, all right, cease now? And I'm hearing that from a lot of people, and, you know – Sure, why not? But also, I think to that vein, you know, they've kind of established the kinds of moves they are willing to make. We didn't know um, what a deal like this could look like or would look like or if they'd even be willing to do it. But, you know, if the White Sox hang on to Dylan Cease and they're trying to move him next offseason, you know, now we know what that right. trade could look like, what the Orioles are willing to do. Um, you know, and, and more broadly, if they're going to be the team that's acquiring these, you know, one-year-left type guys instead of trading them away like that's pretty cool too but i think that i I think that we really just kind of got a good glimpse at what a trade that hurts the orioles and helps the orioles at the same time is going to look like you know jack flaherty trade you know nice players went the other way but i don't think there's a lot of expectation that you know that that they would have contributed to this team given what the depth chart looks like um and jack flaherty is also not corbin burns like corbin burns is is a top of the rotation starter and they gave up, you know, three, three assets. I hate calling players assets, two players and a a draft pick that are valuable to get him. And I think that just showing that they'll do that really, you know, 
really does open up our mind. I don't know what it's going to look like, but at least we know that they're capable of it now. We're talking to John Mioli. It's Inside Access here on the fan. Well, let's get to the ownership part of this. How much of the timing of this is coincidence? Do, do, you, do you think it played any part? I know that Mike Elias was asked this a couple different ways earlier today. I think that it's probably a coincidence. You know, I, and, and I, I thought that even before the, the press conference today. Um, you know, this is going to take a long time for this tra- sale to be finalized, both the, both the uh, you know, in the initial purchase and then the full transition once uh, once Peter Angelos passes away, whenever that ends up happening. So I, I think it's probably coincidental. I do believe that, you know, the Orioles have spent the entire offseason trying to figure out a way to make a trade like this. I, 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 I don't doubt that even in the slightest. I mean, if you're going to try to ascribe any kind of meaning to the fact this trade happened um, at the same time that ownership news came out, um, you know, maybe the idea that the budget might go up makes the Orioles a little less tight-fisted about these young, controllable players who are going to make little, you know, hardly any money for three, four years and, and be inexpensive relative to their value after that. Maybe they don't need as many of them. Maybe they don't feel like they need as many of them because it's not going to be such a slim margin margin of value of payroll and whatnot. I, I, you could talk yourself into that. I, I, as you can hear, I'm struggling to talk myself into it. (laughs) I, 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 I think, I think that this is just, you know, I think that, even if they're unrelated, the fact that they're happening in the same week, um, you know, it's not a, it's probably a coincidence, but it's a pretty good uh, set of circumstances for Orioles fans to enjoy. John, you mentioned payroll and this is all speculative, but where do you believe the Orioles could realistically be in payroll in this league moving forward with the new ownership group? Gosh, I hope, I hope not at the bottom anymore. Um, I, I think that I think it's a pretty unique opportunity, you know, given the timing of this transition. If it happens midseason, um, if it ha- you know, I think I think the ship's probably pretty well sailed on the free agents this winter. Uh, you know, spring training starts in a couple of weeks. I don't think I don't think anything's going to happen in that term. But I've been wrong before. I can be wrong again. Um, but I think that it's going to be pretty unique, and that you know, this new ownership group or, and, and, and this new voice and new vision and new resources can come in, and they could say, hey, we only have, you know, we have this opportunity right now in July or August or September to make an impact. You know, free agency doesn't start until the fall, but we have a lot of money to pay our really good players that are already on our roster. So I think that, you know, I think the Orioles can get, you know, 20, 30, 40 million dollars higher easily just by paying and extending the players on their roster. Um, I don't know how willing the players would be to do that. You know, if I'm Scott Porras, Jackson Holiday, and Gunnar Henderson's agent. I'm not taking any extension because those guys are going to be free agents in their mid-20s, and that's going to be very, very lucrative for them. But I think they can push payroll at least into the top third of the league, top half for sure, um, just by just by solidifying this core that everyone's pretty excited about right now. And I guess looking now back at the Orioles infield with this trade made, like – I guess we're, if Jackson Holiday does what we think he's going to do in the spring, then we've kind of got what Holiday, Gunner, Ramon, Mateo, those four guys toggling between three spots to the left of first base. And then maybe instead of a McKenna, we've got Heston Kerstad and some of these guys pushing to sort of get into that, that mix as outfielders. Is that 
kind of what we're looking at, and and Mayo and Norby having to really show something not to start back at Norfolk. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that if you're not already in that mix or named Jackson Holiday, you're going to have a tough time breaking mm-hmm. into it in this camp. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that the good news for anybody we're talking about, like a Norby, a Mayo, even a Jackson Holiday, honestly, you know, I think that he should, you know, have every opportunity to make the team, and if he does anything close to what he's capable of, he would earn it on merit. Um, I, I think that we saw last year, especially with somebody like Hudson Kerstad, that you know there seems to be a trust you can build uh, with Brandon Hyde to be able to be in the lineup and you know in the mix when your time does come in spring training. You know Brandon Hyde seemed to really really take a liking to Hudson Kerstad mm-hmm. in spring training last year. Um, you know, and, and, and it's meaningful to have his trust. That's why Ryan McKenna has been around so long. He does what he does really well. And, and the manager likes having him around. So, so, you know, I, I think that, I think that that depth assessment is probably as close to accurate as you're going to get at this point in February. And I think that for those guys who are outside of it, you know, there's going to be a dozen scouts at every single game, the Orioles right. play and Brandon Hyde's going to be standing there watching and making sure that you are going to be ready when you're up. So, so, you know, there's going to be plenty of opportunity to do something, even if it's not to make the club out of spring training. John Mioli, Baltimore Banners, where you can find him. John, thanks as always for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good weekend, fellas. Thank, Thank you. You too. Hey, coming up next, we want to hear from the people. Corbin Burns is an Oriole. He met with the media via Zoom earlier today. Your thoughts, 410-583-1057. Does it change your perspective where the Orioles are in the AL hierarchy? We'll get the people's thoughts next. Here, It's been an incredible week for Birdland, people. First, the sale announcement. And then, of course, you have the trade of Corbin Burns to the Orioles, 410-583-1057. We're taking it till 6. BFD at 6, followed by the flock down. Is that correct? I think it's just flock down. Oh, oh just flock just down, left. no BFD? I, no, that's... you're not full-blown tonight? I, oh, Chuck didn't have oh. me on the schedule. You're no-blown. Chuck didn't have me on the schedule. Oh, uh, man, know. that's a that's a miss. I was looking yeah. forward to listening. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. that I don't love the flock down. I do love but the I was, flock But I was hoping to have my cake and eat it, too. Yes, <laughs> I might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my BFD cake and my flock down chaser. Yes. Well, no no BFD, just flock down. That's good news for the people. You get more flock down, but or earlier flock down. But let's go out to the phone lines, 410-583-1057. Ethan, Ethan, you're on the fan. Hello, guys. Just a couple of days ago, I called in and I said, uh, what a beautiful beginning to uh, the new orange decade of dominance, and it only got better. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal trade, so much better than – uh, parting ways with Basayo and Mayo for uh, lesser-known commodities, per se, in Lizardo and Cease. And uh, you can't convince me otherwise that this is just sheer coincidence that this whole offseason they did nothing, and then two days or a day later that uh, they acquire the best pitcher in baseball to coincide hmm. with the owner, the new owner. I mean, there's no hmm. way Elias doesn't know that he's got some new cash coming in. Well, it was the a $15 million uh, uh, acquisition. Yes. Yeah. Which is a steal, by the way, for number one. Yes, yes. 100%. I'm not... Now he's the highest paid player on the roster. Yes. That's telling. Can, can I just remind people, and I said to you guys off the air, David Rubenstein, when he takes over for this team, or takes over this team, he spent more money on the Magna Carta than John Angelos has spent on a player since he took over ownership of the Orioles. 
<laughs> he spent he spent twenty one million dollars on the Magna Carta. No Oriole has now, made twenty one million. The Magna Carta had six years of arbitration yes, control yes, left. Yes, yes, so yeah, we need to factor that into the equation. In. And That's they also fair. got Super Two on That's the Magna fair. Carta. Yes, Super two. yeah, yes. So it's it, Ethan. You're right, though. It's it, it's hard. I I do think it's a coincidence, but I, I I but part of me doesn't. Another little known fact: I bought the right to the first D's nuts joke for oh, fifty bucks. Wow, it was, it was a worthwhile investment. Wow, how did uh, that happen? Yeah. I'll tell you off air. Did you get it from Nick Saban? Perhaps. Oh. Perhaps. Oh, yeah, because I know he's the originator. Uh let's go out to Till. Till, you're on the Pete fan. Prisco. Oh wow. Till, you're on the fan. Yeah, I tell you, guys, I haven't been this excited about trade since I was 15 years old, and we got Frank Robinson from the Reds. I think it's uh-huh. the biggest deal in Oriole history. How do you guys feel? Well, it's hard to – Frank Robinson was pretty damn big, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is pretty darn – this is huge. Till, you ready for pickles, BBT, man? I'll be there. I'll see you guys. We're ready. I'm rocking and rolling. I can't wait. I don't think we're going to hear you say nobody's coming to the games anymore after this. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you agree with me, though. It was pretty lame a couple yeah. years ago. Uh, we had some tough times. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, though, Tim's not really looking forward to it because that's the end of BFD, and yeah. he lives for BFD. Uh, yes, the yeah, bone lives point. for BFD. Yeah, I do well, love Chuck Bucks, though. That's After true. we lost Sunday, you walk out of the ballpark, you're depressed as hell, you wake up the next morning, the Orioles are sold, and then we get one of the best pitchers in the National League. As Chuck Thompson said, ain't the beer cold. Mm, you're absolutely correct, Till. Thanks for the call, as always. Uh, I, I do have to put Frank Robinson one. Like, Frank Robinson won a triple crown. Changed the whole yeah. landscape of the franchise yeah. And I'm surprised more. he took Corbin Burns because he's, he's an Oriole historian. Yeah. Like and he, also, Frank Robinson, very much not a rental. This no. could end up being yeah. a rental. Correct, correct. This could be like signing Reggie Jackson for one year. Yeah, this could be like when they acquired David Wells for one year. And then he left. I'm hoping it's more like Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. though they didn't win well, that Re- year, and Reggie they were still good. And Reggie showed up late, too. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is this is huge though. I, I and and seeing I don't know about you guys how much you pay attention to uh social media, but Oriole Twitter was beside itself with happiness this whole week since since the sale and now the Burns thing. I don't think I've ever seen Oriole Twitter this happy. Well, this has been a crazy week. I mean, this whole week, who saw this coming? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. That all this was going to happen? I love talking to Mark Gannis earlier, who's like, uh, yeah, Rubenstein's been looking at the Orioles for five years. Yeah. That guy's in circles that very few people are in. Because we well, first he's heard in, of, He's in the, the, what do they call them? The, the golf streams? And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's the in the, the core sixes and... Yeah, the private jets and all yeah. that. Yeah, he the, the Illuminati that that kind of something like that. Yeah, because he's that. he's like he's like Rubenstein's been sniffing around for four or five years. We first heard about him two months ago when there, there was that report and it got rebuffed, and then we never heard about it again except for John Oren until it happened. Yeah, John Oren did report about what was it like a month later that he saw them having lunch together at a country club, Angelos and Rubenstein. And now it's done. Happy days. Are Happy here again. days for the Orioles. Hey, coming up next, has it changed your opinion where the Orioles are in Major League Baseball hierarchy? Our six pack of the best teams in baseball. We give them to you next here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.